Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. Everyone loves a compliment. From when I was younger, high school, I think, I remember a line from a ZZ Top song. Every woman loves a sharp-dressed man. That one line made so much sense. See, my dad was a roofer. Hard-working, real salt-of-the-earth type guy. You know, not afraid to get his hands dirty. But when dad got all dressed up because mom made a reservation at Croc Supper Club, he walked into the living room standing tall, proud, and mom would always say, There's my handsome man. Now, I hate to tell you, But if dad walked into the room all dressed up, but had a slight limp due to untreated foot pain, all my mom would see is her poor husband looking like life was getting the best of him, like he was working too hard. Why live with foot pain? My name is Dr. Milky, and I'm a podiatrist. Pain is no way to start your day, and you deserve to walk tall. Walkie feet! Walkie feet! To walk tall, pain-free, come see me at walkiefeet.com. Spell it however you like. Welcome back to the Empire Builders Podcast. Dave Young here alongside... Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that you, Matt? It's me, Matthew. Where's Steven? What what the heck's going on here? We've done this in the past where we gave you a week off. So we're going to do that for Steven this week. And we're going to find out why the heck Dave Young even exists in the Empire Builder Podcast world. Jeez, I feel uh, a little existential dread now. that's okay because Stephen felt a little bit of the same i have this really awesome job with the podcast and i get to sit back and listen to everything after it's already completed and then write the social media posts and get Uh it all put up on the blog and i have always wanted to be you know a little bit of an ego play i want to get myself onto the recordings and so i said hey let me do the interviews for the behind the scenes stuff and so that's what we're gonna do today all right. I'm the guy that has to fake my own imposter syndrome. Yeah, because you still have that. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> the number one question is, are you really seriously kept in the dark until the beginning of things? So like the the podcast starts and you're always like, well, you just told me that we're talking about eggs, whatever the podcast title is. Is that how it goes down? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I think it's what makes it fun to do this. I mean, for right. two reasons. One First and foremost, Stephen does all the research, and I don't have to do any of that. Oh, right. so you're lazy. I see. This is my role. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not lazy. It's using someone's talents to the, the, to the max. Absolutely. If that makes sense. So I feel like one of the things I got pretty good at when I was doing live radio was just being live and in the moment on things and being able to handle curveballs just improv and ad lib. That's, uh, I'm pretty good at that. If somebody says, Hey, we need somebody to fill 10, 15 minutes on a stage. I'd be like the first to say, okay, I don't, I don't have a comedy routine, but I can put me in coach. I could probably keep people sitting in their seats for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Random conversations with any of our partners is they, everybody tells me how quick Dave Young is just quick. Mm, It's like this dude's quick. 
And that's, and that and they mean, they mean in response and, and your depth of knowledge. And you can get involved in a conversation very quickly and have some mastery of it somewhere, whether it's direct or relatable, which is wicked. And it does make it very easy for Steve to go and be completely masterful of the, um, of the content that he wants to talk about mm-hmm. for each episode. And you go, oh man, you know what? When I was, we used to have an El Camino. Right. Whatever, whatever that thing. And then you bring yourself all the way in and you make it very personal. And it's, that's been the most brilliant part of it. And then it also makes it very natural that the banter is not now been created. It is what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's natural and authentic. Unless we're talking about, you know, where we want to kind of land something, which is, it's very seldom. It's all just the way we started. And just, just like I said, he usually waits till about either right before, like we record using Riverside and it gives you a five second countdown. Right. It's actually more fun if he literally tells me the topic during the five second countdown. Five, four, three, Volkswagen, one. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, yeah, hey. (laughs) Yeah, no, and it definitely has come across that way more and more. And, and, And because I get to listen to the episodes right as soon as they're produced and I've got to think about how to translate it into something that the audience is going to want to, you know, read and then go, okay, I want to listen to that episode. I found that in listening to the most recent, but even like after episode 10, it became the banter and the laughing and the, 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 the strange pauses and the caught off guards. Those are what make the podcast really, really interesting. Hopefully what happens is it, it feels spontaneous, which it is. My ultimate goal is for the listener to feel like they're just a third person sitting at the table in a conversation. Right. I've asked this to Stephen, and I have to ask it of you differently because I asked him, why did you choose Dave? Tell me what it was like when Stephen said, hey, listen, I've got this this idea. and Would you like to join the journey? I'm all in. I actually just love it. And I loved the idea when Stephen came up with it. I feel like my uh, like sidekick and, and uh, interviewer is kind of like a real sweet spot for me. Right. I edited the first maybe half dozen episodes. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, my background is radio since I was 13 years old. I, you know, I had been on the radio. And that's right. I mean, you, I mean, you do have this longstanding radio background and you've already said that it, that's what prepared you to be kind of like easy to go off the cuff and very instantaneous and jump into any conversation. I mean, you show that all the time, but I think more than that is how long have you been a Wizard of Bad Partner? 22 years. 22 years. You've had lots of clients. Mm-hmm. You've you've been around, I mean, I don't remember the number now, but we're at like 70 some odd partners. And so you've seen a lot of campaigns come and go and, and how companies are working. I mean, you've got a breadth of experience that the average human being doesn't have on how to move the needle and what is expected. Because what I find very interesting when you're speaking is you instantly relate you, like you'll take this concept that Stephen's coming up with and you'll relate it to something else. Like you go, mm. yeah, it's just like this. Sure. And you do that early on in a podcast or you do it when the, the lesson starts to be talked about. This is what other businesses can take away from this story. Why is it that Dave Young is so multifaceted, so well-rounded? Gosh, I could go so many directions with that. Um, you could say that it's uh, jack of all trades, master of none, but... <laughs> I've always hated that phrase. And jack of all trades, what I think of it as, I'll go deep into whatever I'm interested in. And I've been interested in a lot of things over over my life. I'm, I'm 60 years old. And part of that 
I don't know if Stephen and I have talked about it on the podcast, but um, I didn't find out till about five years ago that um, my entire life I've struggled with ADHD. I just didn't know what I was struggling with. I just thought oh. I was just, you know, just a broken human, but I'm broken in a very specific way. So what that means is I have the capacity to be really focused and interested in something as long as I'm interested. And when it stops being interesting, I'm the first one to like, oh, well, maybe I'll check email or check Facebook. So one thing that keeps me engaged in these podcasts is I didn't do the research and I don't know the topic. And as long as Stephen keeps my interest, I know we'll keep the listener's interest. Oh, interesting. So if he can keep me focused and and if I can help by interjecting either wisecracks or interesting questions when I see patterns and seeing patterns is another part of it that I'll, that I'll go into here, but it's that ADHD. People think ADHD just means, Oh, I saw a squirrel. So I got distracted. That's not really it. It's you can go deep. They call it hyper-focus. And as long as things are interesting, you'll stay in that moment. I think that's the right approach in writing ads as well. Like you if you're writing a 60-second ad, it better not get boring 20 seconds in. If Stephen was to come up with another 125 episodes, you're in? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because I think that's where we're at. I think while we're recording this, we're launching to the world episode 124 Harry's. I'm so thrilled with that, that number, right? That's, to me, that's an amazing feat for me. Now, I'll say this again. I don't do the heavy lifting here. I do my part of it. And my part of it may feel like a heavy lift to to someone else. Right. But I don't have to do the editing. Like when I, I said that earlier, I did about the first six episodes. And I knew six episodes in that this is not sustainable if I have to do the editing. Right. Because it will not sustain my interest. It's like, okay, I'm editing something that, first of all, I've already experienced. And so if you're editing something, you kind of have to be engaged with the work you're doing, right? 100%, yeah. And if I am one of the people on the podcast and I've already just heard it, <laughs> guess what I'm no longer interested in? Right. That episode. I kind of find editing to be that way in general. Even if I'm editing something I've never heard before, you you kind of have to take a pass through something make some editorial decisions and then you kind of go through with a fine tooth comb and you get rid of mistakes and hiccups and belches and curse words. If that's, uh, you know, depending on your rating. Um, <laughs> but that's not that I'm, I'm decent at it, but it's not where I can stay focused for any real length of time. Right. You like the engagement during the recording mm -hmm. and then you're happy to be gone after it's done. Yeah. I love the editing process. When it's fresh to you. When it's fresh. Yeah, exactly. If Steve can keep you interested and engaged, as long as he's keeping you interested and engaged, you can see this running for a very long time. I mean, even in inside a specific episode, if he can keep me engaged, then I know the listener's engaged. Because it's fresh for you while you're in the moment of it. It's always fresh for the listener, quite possibly the first time anybody's heard this story about the specific company. Now, there's some like Henry Ford, right? I mean, we've, that story is taught a lot in the, in the marketing world. It's not usually taught all over the place. But like we found some pretty interesting and brand new. I mean, like what was the one that we did last week we posted, which was the, the meat sticks, uh, Chomps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's a very new company. It's not an old, you know, mm -hmm. legacy company, but they became an empire very quickly through 
determination and grit, right? People haven't heard these stories. You know, the goal here too is Stephen's got this powerfully driven, he's powerfully driven to find the data. Like mm-hmm. he really wants to know the data. And what I find is that because he really deeply wants to know the data, you are this perfect match that makes the data emotional. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Right? Because the data in itself, hey, this company did this thing and then they grew big. And you're like, yeah, that's that's fine. Oh, 500 million. Okay, yeah, that sounds nice. 500 million is a great big, great big number. But that's boring. Right. It's, it's, Hey, this is what they did. And this is how they felt. Oh my God, that company, you know, you know how many times I had to interact with that. Oh, this is the story. (laughs) My sister, my brother, you you know, I remember the dollar general episode where you related to the dollar general episode completely. And you got to tell your story about dollar general. And it was, you didn't know it was going to be dollar general. You just, and you dived right in and you made it personal and emotional. And that part of the story makes it engaging to somebody to get to the lesson and get to the end. Can I tell you a deep, dark secret? You brought up dollar general. Yeah. And this happens to me all the time uh, at Wizard Academy, my other day job where I'm vice chancellor, students come in and, and many of them are already listening to this podcast, right? And so I'll have someone say, oh man, that episode you did on, let's say it's Dollar General. Oh, that was so cool when you asked. I'm like, yeah, I just smile and nod because I don't often even remember the, <laughs> like, like you just said Dollar General. I don't even, honestly, dude, I don't. <laughs> If you'd asked me whether we'd done an episode on Dollar General, I probably couldn't tell you. Oh, my God. We could do it again, and it would probably sound like a completely different episode. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, I'll see you or Gary Bernier post something on Facebook. It's like, oh, this episode goes live. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that time we talked about such and such. And often right. it's like a surprise to me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You guys don't even nag me to share them. I just have to stumble across them sometimes and go, oh, yeah, this. Yeah. You do record and go away. You're in the recording booth and then that's it. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Hey, Rick, how's it going? Okay, fine. That doesn't sound okay. Well, what is it? My business. What about it? You probably wouldn't understand. Hit me. Well, you know I love it. But? My revenues have flatlined and I'm not growing anymore. Okay. Well... It's frustrating and depressing, and it was so much better when we were growing. Oh, I bet it was. And nothing I've tried has moved the needle. What about talking to Steven? Steven who? You know, the guy that hosts this podcast. Really? You think he could help? I hear he runs a paid-for-performance marketing agency. I wonder how that works. Why don't you ask him? How? Book one of those free starter sessions on the podcast website. I don't know. You can't say you've tried everything. If you don't try this. You're right. I might even learn something. I bet you do. Thanks, man. Let's go grab a bite. Yeah, sounds good. Right after you call Steven. Okay, okay. Book your starter session on this podcast website. Just visit theempirebuilderspodcast.com and click on Get Started. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. I want to give the listeners something, a little bit of insight for you. So I had this question in mind. Seems moot, but maybe, maybe there's this glimmer, shiny little gold nugget that we can get out of this, and I'm not sure. What was your favorite podcast? (laughs) You don't listen to them. Uh, You don't remember half the ones you produced. Do you have one that did stick on your mind? There's one you went like, couldn't believe that that was the case or, you know, something that stuck around. Gosh, nothing, nothing jumps right out at me. I'll have to say that some of my favorites are uh, what I would classify as old timey businesses. Right. 
right? Where we go back to somebody that made it big in the early 1900s or late 1800s. The Wrigley's guys or Ford we talked about. or You can see the innovation in what they did. Right. You don't know their origin stories, but you can see how what they did has trickled in and affected other businesses since they did it. We talk about that business problem topology. Yeah. We've mentioned that before. And to me, like that's one of my favorite things to study. And when you look and say, okay, well, this is how that business solved this problem. And here's a business that's facing a problem that's got similar dimensions to it. Could they use that same type of technique? And so there's a, there's a connect the dots aspect to a lot of these stories where you can say, okay, I can see the repercussions down through the years where, you know, uh, let's say, uh, you know, something as rudimentary as Henry Ford, you know, they, they say he invented the assembly line, but he didn't really invent the assembly line. He used it to great advantage. Uh, he deconstructed a disassembly line. And right. um, I think he changed manufacturing uh, all over the world as a result of that. Absolutely. Some of my favorites are the ones that are that are super old. And even the ones that like, there's some that took a long time to manifest. I mean, it just, it just showed the true grit that it takes if you really believe in something you just, you got to go, you got to keep pushing. You can't just give up because somebody said no to you. Right. Yeah. Um, which isn't a marketing lesson. It's a, it's a life lesson. Um, so yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I like some of the older ones as well. A good example. This, this was early this morning. I, I, I woke up early and I I'm just farting around, found a documentary on evil Knievel. Oh, that'd be cool. It would actually be a pretty good podcast episode. All the, all the research is in this documentary. But it's Johnny Knoxville, like from Jackass. Yeah. Produced this documentary on Evil Knievel. Kind of makes sense, actually. <laughs> and Oh, yeah. and But one of the things he talks about is, and I man, I remember watching Evil Knievel in the 70s as a kid. And he was on Wide World of Sports. And, and they mentioned like on the uh, ABC's Wide World of Sports, seven of their top, top episodes had Evil Knievel in them. What people don't understand is before Evil Knievel, there wasn't anything like him, right? He he invented the genre of almost live superhero, right? So they got of Daredevil, right? Yeah, yeah. They've got interviews with uh, like Tony Hawk, and most of the things that are being done by Red Bull and X Games and all of those things. Like nobody had the nerve. Yeah, he trailblazed that. To throw their body on the line the way Evil Knievel did for a yeah, thrill. He, that's. A lot of the podcast episodes, like the old timey ones, they were all trailblazing. They were all setting up mm-hmm. for what could happen. And and because I mean, Chrysler stood on the on the shoulders of Ford. Yeah. Well, and the first people out the gate are usually seen as just sort of lunatics, That's right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Knievel is like nobody could figure that guy out, but man, you couldn't take your eyes off of him. Exactly. The the quote that they had was, I think it was attributed to him, is like, nobody wants to see me die, but nobody wants to miss it if I do. That's powerful. And again, I think that's why Stephen likes the research so much, because mm-hmm. he likes figuring out, hey, wait a second, these guys weren't just, they didn't wake up and go, hey, I want to make chapstick. And then, you know, yeah. um, birds, bees happen. That's not the way it worked. It was, it was trial and tribulation. I, there's a saying that I've been using lately. It's, uh, there's no evolution without revolution. Right. Right. If you want everything status quo, if you want everything to be kind of calm and cool and collected all the time, guess what? That's what you're going to have yeah. and you're going to stay exactly where you are. I've got just one other sort of observation about the, you know, if, if we talk about my role and how this works is if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs and we use it quite a bit at Wizard Academy and in ad writing and all kinds of things. But I'm 
an NT. So that means I'm an intuitive thinker in Myers-Briggs terms. And intuitives tend to look for patterns. Right. So when, when Stephen brings up one topic and we start diving into the specifics of, of how they succeeded and built their empire, I can look for patterns in what they did and relate them to other businesses, other stories that I've heard. And that just closes the circle back with the business problem topology mapping and even ADHD, right? It's, it's looking at it and going, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, in fact, that's, uh, th there's an impulsiveness to ADHD that when you think of something, you kind of have to interrupt people and, and blurt it out. And I do that with Steven. Right. You recognize that in the podcast. And I think there's probably a frustration to some people if they're having a conversation with me. And I try to temper that. If we were just having a conversation, we're sitting around with six people having a conversation. The ADHD person is usually the one that will blurt out something that they find that got triggered in their head that related to a story about something else. Right. And right. so in that case, they're following a thread that takes them off even the subject of the conversation. Right. I try to keep that uh, focused and aimed, if you will, <laughs> during the recording of a podcast. So it's like, oh, well, I'll think of something and I'll find a place to slide that in. Um, and often, sometimes that's a place where I feel like maybe, maybe the listener is also getting a little satiated with the details of the story. And that's where you interject something that has just some weird new twist or spark to it that kind of takes it in a tangential direction. It doesn't mean that you you give up on the story, but it throws a little bit more spice into it, a, a little more fuel into the fire, if it will. And again, I go back to that whole, Stephen is kind of this deep fact finder dude. You see the pattern, you interrupt the pattern yeah. with emotional connection that takes you to something else. You make, you, you bring the, the, what do we, what do we say? Known to the unknown. Yeah. I've listened to a whole bunch of episodes and I'm like, this is cool stuff. And I wanted to do this interview. So it's because I want to know where your, your head sits. I mean, you know, I do know you a bit. We don't work on a lot of accounts together, but getting to know you is, is this has been great. And, and this, this whole idea of ADHD and it's almost like hit it and quit it. You get in there, you're engaged. It's awesome. And then you're out. Yeah. And then and so much so that when I say, hey, what's your favorite episode? I, I, I kind of like learning about the old timey stuff, but there's not one that sticks out of my head. It's because, you know, you, you were thoroughly engaged while it happened. The real answer to that is the episode I'm currently recording. There is my favorite episode every time. The one that I hosted. This is great news. Did yeah. everybody listen to that? Dave's favorite episode is this episode. But as soon as Steven hits the countdown for the next episode, that's now my favorite. Damn it. So enjoy it while you can. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got literally 14 seconds left. This is great. Dave, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Any last words you want to leave with your audience that you've built? Walk your feet, walk your feet. Walk your feet. <laughs> have, we, have we played any walk your feet ep, uh, ads on the podcast we, yet? We are putting in a walk your feet ad in this episode. Excellent. So that those are the ones that you're writing. And I <laughs> got to be involved in the in the strategic creation of, of some of that. So that's been fun. I love that role too. Yeah. I'm writing a campaign that I'm very proud of, but you helped me see what that campaign could look like. Yeah. Like you're because you have that those you bring those extra connection points. So it's like, oh man, that's brilliant. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Right. Even when I've written an ad and presented it and you you go, hey Matt, 
do me a favor, change these three things. Like just, just th this word here, yep. move this over here because of this emotional tangent it can go on. I'm like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't see it. I'm glad people will be able to hear some of those because they're awesome. Walkie feet. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm going to turn it back over to Stephen for the next, uh, for the next podcast. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's do this again sometime. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the empire builders podcast.com.